Hello and welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. This is where the Pharisees are questioning Jesus' authority, and he tells the parable of the two sons. Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 to 32. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching, and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to him, I also was ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, The first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe in him. Word of God for us this morning. So when the leaders, the chief priests and the elders, tried to ask Jesus a trick question about his authority, they had hoped to make a fool out of Jesus. The only problem was there that their question became a boomerang when Jesus met their challenging question with a question of his own. When Jesus asked them his question, it was clear that either way they answered, the question would be incriminating. This text is about how our words match our actions when it comes to obedience to the will of God. It is both our actions and our words that communicate on which side of the fence we are standing, whether it be obedience or rebellion. Nobody wants to be a witness against himself or herself. In our country, whenever a person is put on the witness stand and asked a question that could be harmful to his or her own case in court, he or she can plead the fifth. Usually such people will say something like, I plead the fifth or I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it might incriminate me. In their own way, that is what the chief priests and elders were doing when they refused to answer Jesus' question by saying, we do not know. We might plead the fifth from time to time with our words, but our actions sometimes speak louder than our words, don't they? Jesus labels this faulty human reflex with a noun from the Old Testament, sin. 
He says an Old Testament verb is the only cure for it. Repent. The main reason that the chief priests and the elders had to say that they did not know, when they did indeed know the answer, was because they would have been admitting that they were sinners who had neglected their need to repent. Everything that we do says something about who we are and what we believe. Consider Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Keep that in mind as Jesus tells this parable, and they give their answer. Right after the chief priests and the elders refused to answer Jesus' question, Jesus told them a parable about two sons. A father of two sons bids them to go to work in his vineyard. The first one said no, and then later changed his mind and went. The second one said yes, but refused to go and work. So when Jesus asked them which son did the will of their father, they naturally answered the first. It was then that Jesus told them, the chief priests and the elders, that they were sinners who were going ahead of them into the kingdom of God. Jesus was pointing out to them that they were like the second son in the parable who said that he would go and did not live up to his word. There are two ways we can take our stand. We can be like the chief priests and elders who talked the talk but did not walk the walk, or we can realize that the work that awaits us in the vineyard is a harvest that is plentiful and the laborers are so few. Oftentimes we will find that we are the answer to our own prayers, that God would send more workers to help bring in the harvest. When we work in the vineyard, we are touching those that others say are untouchable, reaching those that others say are unreachable, and helping them to realize that God is calling them to both salvation and to service in his kingdom. When we work in God's kingdom, we are authentic in talking and are walking. The chief priests and elders were not fruitful. They were in the positions that they were in and made little impact upon the world that they lived in. They were instead ineffective. They liked being in charge of religious matters. Jesus and his views were a threat to their way of doing things. Their views, it were, seems shaped by their own agenda. They seem to exhibit a behavior that acknowledged God and their obedience to God, yet their actions, their seeming promise, was lacking in performance. They were all about works without faith, it seems. The chief priests and the elders would more than likely be the kind of people that Jesus was talking about when he said, It is not anyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, who will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the person who does the will of my Father in heaven. When the day comes, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, work many miracles in your name? Then I shall tell them to their faces, I have never known you. Away from me, all evildoers. 
It is God's will that we work and be fruitful in his kingdom. We often sing about standing on the promises while we're actually just sitting on the premises. In order for us to be fruitful, we must have faith that acts and brings forth fruit because faith without works is dead. We cannot be fruitful in the spiritual aspect of life unless we obey God's will. There are times when we might delay before we decide to obey. The time for us to obey is now. The point of the matter is that we are fruitful when we are obedient, and we are not so successful when we procrastinate and disobey. There's this classic story about procrastination. An American eagle was flying high over the Niagara River on a cold and wintry day. He saw a young bull floating down the river. And he thought to himself, what a great feast. He landed and sank his talons deep into the carcass and began to feed on it. He thoroughly enjoyed the feast and was unwilling to let go. He thought that he had plenty of time to withdraw, so he continued to eat. And he decided that he would let go at the last minute. Not long after that, he was approaching the falls. He tried to fly away. However, he was in for a rude awakening when he found that his feet, his claws were frozen to the carcass. And in the end, he fell with the carcass. See, when we procrastinate, we miss opportunities in the service of God's kingdom that might be costly to us or even someone else. When we obey, we are faithful. When we are not obeying, we come across as a momentarily blind person who will lead one or others who is blind astray. The chief priests and the elders proved how costly it was to them as others. Repentant sinners were entering the kingdom of God ahead of them. Jesus was pointing out to them that as long as they procrastinated, they would not be able to enter God's kingdom. After all, were they not the blind leading the blind? The difference between the religious leaders and the repentant sinners in this story is one thing, obedience. Jesus once said, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When we agree to obey and work in the vineyard, God's kingdom here on earth, we are working and gathering with Christ and for Christ. The church is still filled with different kinds of people. There are those whose religion looks good when they are summoned by other, surrounded by other religious persons. They can quote scripture verses by the boatload. They know all the religious language, all the religious rituals, but they don't go in to work in the vineyard. And all the love and all the kindness and all the compassion that they speak of in the church stays in the church. 
But there are also those whose lives are laced with sin, whose language would make a sailor blush. And who wouldn't know a Bible from a dictionary if it were handed to them? But they are kind and generous and compassionate to no end. They don't get it when it comes to religion, and yet they are walking examples of the very people Jesus came to love. Which of these people was doing the will of God? It's a trick question because neither of them is. But here is the word of grace. Which one of them is God's daughter, God's son? Which one of them does God want to nurture and mold and change into walking examples of righteousness in the vineyards? Well, that's another trick question because all of us, God wants to do that to all of us. Thanks and praise be to God. I want you to think on these things that you've heard here this morning. Jesus was his own authority. He didn't need to be approved by men. He didn't need to quote human teachers. He didn't need authorization from the false religious system. He spoke and did what God told him to say and to do. And over and over again, he revealed himself, as he does now, through his word, through his power. You've heard his message. You've seen his transforming power in the lives of others. Open your hearts to Christ. Receive him as Savior, Lord, Master, King. For this is your day, the day of salvation. Let us pray. Father, we pray that each of us might sense the work of the Spirit of God in our hearts, and no one would go away without knowing Christ, without coming to him in faith. O Spirit of God, break down the walls of unbelief. Take the scales off the eyes. Unstop the deafened ears. Melt the hard hearts. Keep us close to you this week. Amen.